I remove like 30 people that I just don't care. Yeah, you have to sometimes. I just don't care what you, you like. Not that I don't care about you, but I just, you don't interest me at all. Now we're back, season two, episode five, 2021. We're back in the new year. I appreciate you guys joining in. Appreciate you tuning in. 2020 ended abruptly, thankfully. 2021 has got off to a... An okay start, depending on who you are, depending on where you are. Um, but I'm here. We, I'm not alone. We do have uh, my one and only guy behind the camera, Simba in the cut. Hey, how's it going? Nice to see you. Nice to, well, I say nice to see you, but I mean for everyone else because no one else really knows. I don't know if people imagine that you're behind the camera or not. But, um, and I've spoken to this about you as well. Uh, people who... There have been people who messaged me uh, since we started the podcast last year talking about oh, like, your podcast is, like, it's great, like, visually, like, it's, done, it's like, it looks professional, and I'm, like, <laughs> it looks professional, I'll take it, like, a new podcast, people expect it to look, like, yeah, to like look. Amateur yeah, amateur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I just, like, listen, I, they were telling me all about how it looks, I'm, like, cool, but tell me what you think of the content, like, <laughs> people just keep giving me, no, it's this, it looks that. And I'm just, like, hey, people don't see you, but... You're the man, the plan, the man behind the cam. So yeah. I appreciate you and um, everyone else does clearly. So uh, now you're doing a good job. Um, yeah, so you're always here. Um, I've got you here today. Uh, so you will be my guest today, basically. Yeah, just from behind the camera. <laughs> just behind the camera. <laughs> yeah, 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 one um, of these days uh, I'll be in the front once we can someone else in these cameras. We'll do it one day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, your 2020, how was that in a nutshell? <sighs> it, was a, it was a trip. 2020 was a... I don't know, man. 2020, I feel like everyone had, like, it just, there was the virus, and then there was just stuff that happened for people anyways, and, like, it just, like, added on top of that, and I feel like that's probably the best way to explain it. It's just, like, there was stuff going on anyways, mm. and then it was like, oh, yeah, there's also, like, a virus going on, too. <laughs> no, it was super weird for me as well, because uh, I think about our 2020 is supposed to be the year of, like, everything stops and everyone's plans have failed and whatnot. I feel like 2020 was one of my busiest years. Like, uh, I've done different shoots here and there, different people, one of them with you, different projects. I started a podcast. I also didn't get off a bad start in 2021. I have a little brother. And I have a little brother. Uh, mad age gap, but it's yeah. cool. It's yeah. calm. Uh, I thought like an uncle. Yeah, 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 I thought about this when he's my age. I'm gonna be forty two. <laughs> that's wild. That's crazy. When man. my little brother's my age, I'm gonna be forty two. Yo, that's but that's me individually. Um, how was it for you on a like mental standpoint? Because obviously, like I agree, yeah, it was like my busiest year. But how did you find it mentally, just adjusting to everything? As human beings, we feel like we have to adapt sometimes. Um, when things happen to us. And, you know, your 2020 starts and whatnot and you're going about your business and then there's this new virus, people are dying. Some people have people personally to them who are passing away who are getting coronavirus. Um, it's like something just comes out of nowhere and just like slaps you in the face and then you're like, wait a minute, what? And then you've got to adapt to that. So that for me personally, I had a rhythm going on in that first uh, lockdown. So I was adapting and then lockdown ends and you think okay we're, we're over it now i realize i don't know if it's a human like a uh, flaw but when something would happen we'd think okay in a few months it's done we'll go back to normal when the covid happens for this 
virus or whatever is going to go away, then lockdown happened. When lockdown happened, after lockdown ends, we will go back to normal. Things just kept coming out of nowhere and kept hitting you and kept just coming out of nowhere. So it was like I was always up and down with it. As I think everyone was, you know, you something happens, you adapt, you get in rhythm and then you're cool with that. And then something else happens and you're like, oh. So it was a... Uh, it was a difficult year mentally, but I feel like the amount that I was working, like I said, it was my busiest year, I think, working. So that helped me out a bit, you know, being productive and being busy and doing stuff. Um, I feel like that's important. It's always important. So I won't complain really. I know that the beginning of the year hasn't been the best, especially for people in America with the things that happened uh with the what do what did they call it the capital you know you heard about that yeah the uh, um do you attack. know what that building is for it's, I I hear them call it the capital but I have no idea what I think it's where Congress like comes together so I think it's like um Parliament I, I, I might be talking rubbish yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but is it like the regular version of Parliament yeah I think it's I think it's their like okay, equivalent fair, we could be wrong if <laughs> if, if <laughs> no, we're wrong like don't but that's that's my assumption yeah. nah it makes sense um yeah no nah, that was just funny to uh. To uh, to hear, not in a good way, but you know, when these things happen with me now, I just laugh. It's com- it's, it's almost like it's not funny as in like that's hilarious. It's, yeah, like, it's, it's almost comedic that yeah, like, yeah. that's happening. <laughs> it's like, it's, I just look at it and I'm like, bro. And yeah. the, the I'm not on Twitter like that. I'm not too, an active on Twitter, but I went on there just to see what people were saying, and um, I saw a picture where they they had uh, two pictures side by side and it was you know the long stairs you walk up in outside the building the first picture was when uh the black lives matter uh, marches were happening and there was um what did they call it the something guard um national guard, national guard. the picture on the left of black lives matter had a bunch of national guard officers just standing on the stairs like ready like they're ready mm. and then the other picture had just all of their uh, the um, what did they call them people who marched the other day who ride? Yeah, they the the right picture showed them just running up through the building, and there was no national guard. There was no, there was like minimal police officers. Like, well, I guess they were like they weren't prepared, right? Like at least with the I guess with the Black Lives Matter protests, they were like they were aware something was mm. happening, but like I don't think I don't know if anyone really saw this coming, right? It was like I remember I hearing know. about it. It was just like out of nowhere. I don't know. Hey, I'm a big conspiracy guy, bro. Trump did that. He, he, <laughs> yo, Trump did a coup. He did that. He threw four different connections. He told these people, hey. Well, he got um, he got banned off Twitter recently. Mm, I saw something. Uh, I think did he get banned fully? I thought he just He's... they just banned that like, two of his tweets or something. No, they suspended his account. It was it was, it was off. That's is... a hey, it's a big move on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Because I'd always active on there. Like, I don't follow him. I'm not on Twitter, but I heard, like, he tweets. Yeah, bare no, he's, stuff like, he's super active. I heard he, he I heard he did something. He said something like, he's the one who told them. Not told them, but he said something like, we need to... Yeah, I see. I don't I don't go to Twitter yeah, either, I man. Don't... So, it's just like... That's bad. Come on, he's on Twitter, just, just hearing from the birds, basically. But I think, yeah, I think it was something along the line. I think the reason that they banned him, they stated, was, like, inciting violence. So, I'm assuming... That's what I'm saying. I'm I think it was one of these tweets... Something. That like was not helping, the and situation. I read it as well, but um, I forgot what it was. But it was something in the tweets where he was sort of prompting, like something needs to happen, like yeah. do something for me, and I was like, oh, whoa. so he really just yeah, yeah, told him to do it. Um, yeah. When I see these things, like I just, I just laugh, like so, yeah, because I'm just tired of. It. So same thing when I um, like when Arsenal lose, 
me being an Arsenal fan, I just like, I just think it's funny and I move on in my life. Like, yeah. even with, if you take it like in our perspective now, so with the British government, I just, I don't care. I just don't care. And I know some people that say that it's stupid for me, which fair enough is a valid argument because I'm a British citizen and I may live here one day. So everything that happens concerns me. But I'm just like, I don't really care. And maybe, I just don't know, everything starts from school. Mm. I feel like if they educate people, especially people from areas that I grew up in, that I'm from, if they educate people about the government and laws and whatnot, we would grow up thinking that um, we are associated with what happens in the government. Because mm. I think that's the mentality for a lot of people, like from like working class areas, is that that's just, that's, that's another world. Like it doesn't concern us, the things that happen there. Um, we don't see it like with our own eyes. Mm, so you think it's a thing of like people don't uh, invest time and into what's happening because they don't <coughs> they don't feel like their opinion matters. I don't essentially yeah like that's why I don't well why I don't take any notice <laughs> of that is because I don't see anything in my own eyes happening or changing. Mm. Like I don't remember the last time I've seen something effectively change me or where I'm from or anyone else around me and it probably has mm. but maybe I just wasn't privy to notice but I don't see things happening and I see that directly filtering down from the government or from something that someone's made to better me or where I'm from or anyone else like me so mm. I've just it's just been it's been another world to me yeah like when you if you see the news and you see the people in parliament and you know they're t- shouting at each other talking about stuff I'm just like what's going on and i feel like if they had educated certain people in from school days about things but did it in a way where it could be appealing to young kids i feel like we would grow up with a different mentality towards it mm. and it just dawned on me like everything everything starts from school yeah <laughs> everything yeah. starts from school like there are so many things if they they need to change school man yeah i don't know how is. school is like i don't know how it is in today's time because i'm not there but school school doesn't teach a lot of life skills like they don't teach you a lot of things about like how to use money and like how mm, to mm, operate mm, money, mm. how to save stuff, just like the simple. I could use that. It's like the amount of people who are just like the minute like they have to do taxes themselves, they're like, "What? What am I? What do I do?" Because mm. like nobody ever teaches you that. It's like I heard someone say a long time ago, school just teaches you to become a nine to five person. Yeah, you know, you primary school, secondary school, you're in school nine to three, you're doing uh, different subjects. You grow up to get to university level you're majoring in one specific uh, area um, and then you get out of uni, okay, you get a job now and then <laughs> you work to pay back people in uni and it's like, I feel like that's very true. It's like school just, it just educates you and raises you to go get a job and do nine to five and then serve the government and I feel like everything, if they change school, like I remember um, and TV, school and TV, School and TV because I have a little cousin. And sometimes, like when I'm at like her house, I just like, I just like interact with her and I see what she does and how she she is eight, I believe she's eight or nine, eight or nine. Um, and then I just sometimes watch her see what she does, and everything that like, she does, it, I feel like it's from TV. Everything she does is from TV, and the people she watches on TV aren't eight nine year olds; they're teenagers. So she's watching like, and all American shows, of course, that's what dominates TV. So she's watching American TV teenagers 
and the things that they go through yeah <laughs> which is a reality my god but there was one time she was watching the show this is what this has got linked to the school she was watching this uh bbc program and it was about it was a documentary film basically and it was about uh this um lady who came from i think it was trinidad i think it was trinidad she came from trinidad she was telling her story basically when she was a young girl and she was raised in trinidad with her mom her father and like siblings like three or four siblings and she's telling a story about how she was raised there. And when she was a young girl, her dad got a job to come. This was set in like 80s or something, 70s, 80s. Her dad got a job to come to England and, you know, work here. So her whole family moved. But she was talking about her experience as a young girl in Trinidad and how when they were in school, like, they would in the morning they would come to school and they would line up outside and they would sing the national anthem, I believe. But the British... National anthem. Mm. So this is like a seventies, eighties. Imagine yeah. all the places that Britain would colonize over there in the Caribbean. They would come to school in the morning, and they would sing, line up and sing the British national anthem in their own country. Yeah, and then they'd go to class and they learn about the British history and all the kings and queens, and they would get told, you know, Britain was like the, like the motherland, like it was the, you know, where dreams happen and whatnot. And then, so now her father moves to um, England before her, so we can sit up and whatnot. And her and her siblings are so excited to go to England, like for the first time they're gonna go to England, like oh my gosh! And uh, they move to England, and then they move to somewhere like uh, I don't think they even moved to London. Moved somewhere, somewhere not London, but somewhere else. Um, but of course, she wasn't living where. She wasn't living what England was, what she was getting promoted, what was getting promoted to her. Yeah. So she talks about the lifestyle there, growing up in England and going to the school she went to and being like, you know, one of like three different black kids in the whole school. And that's something that I saw my little cousin watching for, oh, she's actually somehow internalizing something here. Mm. And I asked her, like, what do you learn in school? Like, like in your history class or whatever. And she told me stuff, but the general stuff, like the kings and uh, I don't know what they do in primary school nowadays, but but the general the, the, the generic stuff that you would um, know that they listen to. Mm. Was it? I, t- I told us. I said, asked her something like, "What did they teach you?" Like about I didn't. I don't know if I said black people, but I asked her like that side of it. Like, what else did they teach you? Like about black people, or whatever. And she couldn't really think of an answer like she was like, i don't know whatever um but that's something that i was happy oh, she's not she's not just watching these like high school musical kind of episodes with like teenagers falling in love and and breaking up and that which is just not reality no but if but if they, if they started from school from the beginning like it would change so much but they have their agenda so it always is like every country that teaches their history will always just like they'll just scrub out the parts that they don't want it's like it's a unanimous thing every country does it because like you know that's they obviously like yeah like you said they have obviously they're trying to promote a certain idea about the country i feel like um they're suffering the way they're suffering the way britain do it the way they portray suffering the way britain the way they portray britain to the rest of the world 
Mm. I feel like they do it just a bit differently. Mm. Like I, if, know, I, I can't say it because I haven't, because obviously it's like one of those things where it's like I haven't studied history in a little bit of country, you know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, I might go to America and it's like, it's just this, it's like on that level too. America's not really the best idea because um, America's so like universal. Like we grew up, we grew up on American TV yeah. and American TV shows. But I think of how much the rest of the world knows about America, which mm. is almost everything. Like you get taught American history. Yeah. But how much does the rest of the world know about Britain? Mm. And Britain are so good. The UK is so good at letting everyone else around the world see what they want them to see about Britain, if that makes sense. So yeah, I think it's just become, it's become harder to do so in yeah. latter years. And I it, think that's like the case pretty much like with a lot of countries where it's like, I think like you think to like countries like China and stuff, I'm sure even they have like their history lessons are probably I would, mad, uh, mad in, I, in um, country. But. Uh, I was uh, in my team, there was someone who's from South Korea, I believe. And the things he was telling me about, like people that live in North Korea, I was like, "What?" Yeah, like, because it's like you had they have like this thing that they're trying to promote, and like you have to think about it on like a really base level. With each country, right? They have things that they're trying to sustain. They want people to be paying taxes. They want people to pay to believe in the systems out there, and they want people to like join the military. Mm. And it's like if you paint this picture of your country being this horrible thing, this terrible nation. There'll be no patriotism. Nobody will want to join the military. Nobody will have vested interests. So every country is going to want to be like, let's let's put out the best image that we can of our country. Um, and it's like, you know, that that affects a lot of things. So they have like, obviously their own, like you said, their own agendas and other things that they're trying to get out yeah, of that. That, um, even the, um, the mandatory, um, what did you call it? Mandatory, like military, the, the, when yeah, they're... Yeah, and, uh, like in South Korea. Yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah, even that is like, why do you, but a lot of uh, a lot of um, different countries, uh, especially Eastern European countries, I don't know if they still do it now, but they used to do it. Like everyone used to do, no, have to do have to be mandatory to go enlist in the army. Like it's only of like you said of like the recent years, people are starting to understand that there's more to England, there's more to Britain than just yeah, the royal family and James Bond stuff and Downton yeah. Abbey. Yeah. Because the community of different communities are now making their own things and they're getting quite big with different cultures. Um, with America, they started a while ago. So I feel, I feel like even America has that problem, right? Where it's like the thing, you know, like, you know, like in like movies back in the day, anytime you see a British person, it would be like the most posh central London. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know anybody that's like that. <laughs> this is what I'm saying, you know, Britain was so good at that. Yeah. They were so good at that. Like if you... 10 years ago, if you went to someone like in America said, like, what comes to your head when you think of Britain? They say James Bond. They say the royal family. They say, they just say the most posh British yeah, stuff. They everyone, say I tea. Bet, I bet everyone in America thought we lived in like castles or whatever, bro. I'm telling you. But, but like, what I'm saying is like, I wonder how much, and obviously like you said, in recent years, our perceptions changed. But I wonder how much of like our perception of America was like completely wrong because I feel like it's only recent things that have helped. Like I feel like Americans have only learned more about culture yeah. through like the music that we've been promoting and the type of shows that we're making. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. oh, yo, they, yeah, they're, they're, they're like there's people. black people. <laughs> there's yeah, black people yeah. there. Um, it's not like the Euro. You do have a point because um, I, I remember when I was younger. Of course, we grew up on American TV. Yeah, I thought everybody lived the way New York Times was. <laughs> 
<laughs> so we had to say American just say problem. Yeah. I felt like when I've, you watch movies and you see New York Times, and I've never been to New York or anything in America, but you see New York Times one. And when I was growing up, I thought that's what America was. Everywhere was New York Times, and everywhere was the glass buildings. Yeah. And then I got older, and I thought that's the same thing of them thinking everywhere in London is like. London Bridge and London Eye and yeah it's all like old Victorian yeah. and stuff and then I grew up and I thought oh, of course it's not they've got yeah. their projects they've got their New York has their Brooklyn's their Queens whatever yeah but um, but it is a lot, I think it it was a lot harder for Americans because America's so big we forget how big America it's is so diverse but here's the thing I think um, even though America is so huge like someone who lives like in I don't know, Texas or like Wisconsin or whatever is like they live a totally different life to someone else who lives in Atlanta or New York or whatever. Yeah. But both sides of the country sort of they're very good at um having their own voice. So it's mm. hard for America to control what happens, what comes out of there because mm. there's so many like different people they've got to watch and uh, monetize and whatnot. Yeah. With Britain, you just have to control London. Yeah, you just have to now. control London. Like, not that many news. Not that much. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I live in London. I don't know what goes on that much outside of London. I think it's because of the numbers we have, right? Because London has like a massive amount of the population. And it being a capital and whatnot. Yeah. But they like, just have to control London that much. Yeah. Like, I think, I think even in other places, in other cities in uh, England, I think they get London news. Mm. They get London news as well as their own. We don't get news of anywhere else. Nah, you don't get. You don't be getting like Southwest Shire nah, whatever news. Nah, you're not getting <laughs> uh, Swindon news. Yeah. And, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so all nah. they really have to do is control London. Control what comes out of London, and you control what goes out into the rest of the world. Yeah. That's why I feel like they've been so good at it over the past few years. Of course, that's changing now with you know the growth of hip hop and. Yeah. Uh, my community with, and our cultures even even with that i feel like the media that comes out of the uk is so london centric i feel like mm-hmm. even now the new perception people have of the uk is now slanted yeah, yeah, yeah. towards london yeah yeah and they think you know they might hear a scouse accent and be like huh? yeah like, well, what what's is that? that yeah um but i guess that's just the next step and then you know i heard someone say once uh oh, england's very multicultural mm. and i was just like that's such an ignorant you know, comment because London's multicultural. London is, yeah, I'm f- pretty sure everywhere else is predominantly white people. Yeah, well, statistically, hundred. Yeah, definitely. it's predominantly white people. Yeah, uh, I think even in London, I think so. I think the I think statistically, I think black people in London in the UK is like four percent. In the whole of UK, I think so. I might be again. I might be talking on my ass. I don't remember last time I read these statistics, but I think it's like four percent in the UK. Um, and I live like so. I live in like Essex now. Mm. Um, yeah, and it's it's yeah. Pretty much everywhere you go, it's gonna be like predominantly white people, just based on like the sheer numbers. So but people, people, London f- is very different in comparison. People forget that. Um, I um, especially where we grew up. Mm. Do you know what Carla is? I feel like I've heard the, the Carla. You probably recognize his face. Um, he does a lot of things. I don't even know where to begin or what to call him, but um. He does rap. He has a rap career. He also writes books. He's also done a bunch of different talks. Yeah, uh, does he do like poetry type stuff as well? He's right? done that. Yeah. Um, he's got a book out. Um, called. I don't remember the name. Um, natives. He's got a book out called Natives. Uh, it talks about British culture and Caribbean culture and Black Britain and um 
how and he entwines that with how he's grown up and um he talks about i think he had a he had a cousin or something or uncle or something in new york that lived there and he basically talked about he went over there for a holiday um and this was like in 2004 he went over there so it was really early and he went over there and <laughs> he spoke to one of them and they were looking at him like what you're from london no way like yeah, yeah. you yeah. guys got like you got like what shocked him, well, the way he explained it in the book, was what shocked him was that this person he was talking to from New York was like so fascinated the fact that Akala spoke how he spoke and he wasn't what this guy would see mm. of uh, British people uh, in general. And thank God that's changed. Yeah. Because it can be annoying. It can be irritating. Like when people think that we just all drink tea like this. Yeah. And... Well, you know, like, um, you know, like a caricature is right. Like I feel like when there's not enough you're not getting enough like um different sources of stuff from like a country you build this caricature of what it is like for instance one like uh media that i started listening to more of is like uh like korean music mm. and whenever people think korean music they just think like k-pop bands bts and then you're like hearing these like k like hip-hop artists these rap artists these r&b artists and it, like completely starts to change your you're like oh hold up they're just they're just people it is uh <laughs> It is changing. Like you forget that there's more than hip hop than just, you know, what we hear from London, what we hear from America. Yeah. There's other countries who do their own hip hop and their own rap, um, and they have been doing it for a while. Yeah. It's just I don't really know why they haven't, um, like why they're not so mainstream, why they're not so. Because I feel like around the world people know UK hip hop artists. Around the world, you know American. Nah, yeah. Well, I but, think it's because they're working. I think it's like America has such a strong control over like media, right? So it's like I feel like in order to really bounce off, you need to have connections in like America. Yeah, America. I definitely understand. You know, they control. You know, the media. Like they're the number one. Britain, I can understand uh, sort of how UK artists have got so big. Like around the world, they can tour around the world. But, like, why haven't, like, I don't know why I haven't heard of, like, regularly hear music from, you know, a French UK artist or a mm. German one or a Swedish one or whatever. And the same thing about, you know, people's perceptions of Britain, the same thing with Africa. Mm. Africa's perceptions because of music and because of that culture, it's massively changed as well. It's massively driven f through West Africa, I think. That's see that now as somebody from the South of Africa, yeah, I'm yeah. like, all right, now everybody thinks like everyone. <laughs> everyone thinks Africa. Everyone is. thinks Africa. West Africa's like, nah, guys, there's other parts to it, you know. Me too, because I'm East Africa, so, and I like, uh, you know, West what, African, yeah, West African music, music and, and culture and all that. Yeah, yeah, I love the music and um, but also, I'm from East Africa, so the music is totally different. Yeah, it's not the same 100%. thing. But, you know, then we had a problem with people's perceptions that Africa is... Just that. It's just that. Yeah. Um, it's like a process thing, isn't it? It's like, you know, work its way. But, yeah, for now, you just have to contend with that. It's even... um, uh, Yeah, I saw um, I saw a tweet. I saw a tweet that said people talk about um, African culture. It's like, that doesn't make sense. You can't say African culture because within Africa, there are so many tons of different places, cultures. Yeah. And... Um, <clears throat> Even me, I'm guilty of that as well, of grouping. It's not my fault, it's just how I grew it up. Yeah. I'm guilty of grouping, merging like, people together where they're totally different. Yeah. Like, you might not understand why someone who's, I don't know, from Pakistan might be offended if you call them Bangladesh or something. Yeah. They might be like, that's very offensive, but you're like, oh, 
You're yeah, like, you can't see the nuances in it. I think we just like we like to simplify things, don't we? You know, yeah. one thing that doesn't uh, um, it, it baffles me why we still call Asia Asia. Like, how can you have you know the Pakistan, the India, the Bangladesh, and then you have China, red South yeah. Korea, and uh, Vietnam, but they're all Asia. Yeah, I'm I, used, like, so I usually try and like now I've been like I I, I realized that a while back. So sometimes I'd be like I'd say Asia a lot. I'm talking about like Korea, yeah, and Japan. Yeah, yeah. I'm like that's like a completely different continent. I think like who the hell for these names like who the hell thought of grouping these names together? Like it's it's not even like they're they're close. Like they're so different. They're so different. Like it's so yeah. so different through everything through food the way they talk the way they look their movies everything's so different so i don't understand who saw that that region of thought oh let's just all call them asian people yeah the same thing with um it all comes in together when you think about uh when you think about controlling what we see on tv and controlling what we learn in school it's all just translating that to social media mm. controlling what we're seeing on social media and um, I haven't seen that a big Netflix documentary. Um, I forgot what it's called. Uh, a Social Dilemma. Yeah, Social Dilemma. Is that what it's called? Yeah, I've, I've watched it. I, mean, yeah. I haven't seen it yet, but yeah, I suppose it. But I just can't be. Yeah, it was. Bold. Um, it was interesting. It was. A, it was a bit overdramatized in some areas, but I think if you can look past like the overdramatization of some things, it does teach you a lot about like the systems and how social media works to keep you in there and how it like works against your brain and all that stuff so it's actually quite fascinating actually. i do learn because um i don't have tiktok but we know how big tiktok is and how huge that is that's becoming one of yeah i actually uh i did this thing because i so i do another podcast and i and we were like talking about tiktok yeah. and i was like i was just talking trash in it and i was like all right you know what i'm gonna just i'm gonna use it for a month so the next time I I'm, so next don't tell time, me you're addicted to TikTok. No, no, no. no. So, oh. so I was like, next time, so next time I trash on TikTok, I have a reason. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I actually used it for a month, yeah. and uh, yeah, I, I get, I get it, I get how people can get stuck on there. So like, I'm, I'm pretty okay. So I knew I was pretty safe yeah, because yeah. I, I'm like, I'm, I'm at a point where I, like I don't touch social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, I can, I can, I can measure this, you can but navigate. It's one of those social medias where it's like, the algorithm so quickly figures out what you want to see mm. and it like it will have you there like if you're using it like even like 15 minutes a day and you're liking one thing over there every time you open up you'll just be there for hours and it's like 15 second videos and you don't see the time go and you'll just be gone it's, <laughs> it's it crazy just, it's crazy i was um i was on it with i wasn't on it but i was next to someone who was on it and this is the first time i'd really seen anyone even you know like i'd ever seen tiktok on the phone because yeah. I, don't, I don't have i don't use it i just see it like videos here and there and whatever and i was like on watching their phone and they got on tiktok and the videos came up straight away yep and i was like starts playing i was like wait a minute is, is that how it opens up and i was like oh my gosh like they don't even give you a second yeah, to yeah, think yeah. about boom it shows the video straight away yeah. so up and down and you know on like uh you know on like android right you have like a the back button so you can like back yeah. out of an app yeah, yeah on tiktok when you press the it's back button no it's there oh. when you press the back button it gives you it re, it refreshes to a new video and then you so you have to press the back button twice to leave the application <laughs> so you open up your app it, the videos come up ready playing you press back to come out the application yeah. and it just refreshes it doesn't leave it to, refreshes the whole thing so it just basically so just it's basically you know like on instagram when you scroll down yeah, you do that, it does that basically it basically just shows you a new video it's like are you sure you want to leave though <laughs> Like Yo, they're so good. They yeah. are so good at yeah. doing this. Uh, they are so good at doing this. Even um, 
there was something Instagram did that was similar to that. Or was it Snapchat? Was it one of them where they made an update? It was a long time ago. No, now it's normal. But they made an update where stories would just come up straight away. I don't know if it was Instagram or Snapchat, but you'd click a story and the next one would play straight away, which is basically similar to what TikTok are doing with the videos. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're so good at what they know, what they're doing. Yeah, even, though, even though I hate it now because I'm a bit older and I've navigated my way through that world a bit. Even now, I still, I'm still on social media, Instagram and Snapchat, but it's like when I'm doing it, I'm aware of what I'm doing now. Yeah, Whereas you know. As opposed to just blindly doing things. So even when I remember Snapchat, they made an update where they have a discovery page the way Instagram has a discovery page. But they put that like underneath people's stories and underneath people's stories, you just have people's discovery page, like just random, like famous, um, like websites, like, I don't know, like, um, BuzzFeed and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And I remember when I hated it, first of all, when it first came up, cause it looked ugly. And then I was looking at it and I scrolled down to like, I clicked one of them and I removed one of them and like I hid it. And I scrolled down and said, okay, where can I like remove all of these? Because I don't want to see it. I don't like it. I don't care about it as well. Mm. And I was scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. And I was sitting there for about five minutes, scrolling, 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 scrolling. And it wasn't ending. There was more and more and more. Yeah. I was thinking how many like... Well, that's the thing I hate about them now. It's like the infinite scroll. There's no, There's not like an end point. It, there's not <laughs> I'm scrolling looking for an endpoint like where can I go at the bottom and like press like delete all of these or yeah. something and it just kept it just kept going and going and going and I thought I'm really gonna have to look at this every day yeah and then you catch yourself clicking maybe cause we're human so yeah. every now and then I might see something I'm like mm, let me watch that yeah, and I watch yeah. two things and then the next day everything is about that and I'm like oh. yeah like, I don't care it's about like being human it's like they know what you want they're like that video wasn't there by accident <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. think it was. <laughs> I don't think it was. But you, you click on one thing and then the rest of your fingers all that. Even for Snapchat recently, I just went through um, people I had on there and I deleted like 30 people. Yeah. I removed like 30 people that I just don't care. Yeah, you have to sometimes. I just don't care what you, you like. It's not that I don't care about you, but I just, you don't interest me at all. So Yeah, there's no point. Like, I don't need to be keeping Yeah, up with I don't need to. Scheme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I can just call you if it ever gets Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no people that I would call. Yeah. <laughs> so I just removed, I removed about 30 people the other day off my snap. And yeah. it felt good because even the other day, like yesterday, I got to a point where I had seen everybody's story. And I don't say that to mean there are so many people. I mean that as in there was really not really many people there yeah. that had viewed everyone's stories and... I was like, nah, I like that. And um, on Instagram now, I don't. I've come to the realization. I don't think it could happen. But I'm fine. I'm looking for a way to delete the whole discovery page of Instagram. I just don't touch off it. my app. I don't even. I'm trying it. to delete the whole discovery page. I don't, man. I, it's so bad with me, man. I, I, I have so given up on social media. I know. I don't I'm even so how you. I don't even how you work because you'd think in this day and age, social media is where you get your work, where you get your that, like, following. That's and... like the perception I always had. And my thing was like, and I'm like, my, I'm like I, I've accepted to some degree by not using social media, I am giving myself a somewhat of a disadvantage. Mm. But I'm like, I'd rather spend the time I was going to waste scrolling, just working, just mm -hmm. getting work out and putting that out mm. there. Because if it's good work, I, you know, as long as I, if I come back and post it, if it's good work, it'll show for itself. Um, but yeah, man, I just, I just can't. Like, I stopped using Twitter at, like, 
I think I didn't use it for like a good eight, seven, eight months this year. And then I was doing something, so I just came back on it, and I was like, uh, so I just, I literally unfollowed, every, I'm following like five people now on Twitter. My, my feed is just empty. <laughs> Though it is, it is like refreshing, like, like I think of people that follow like a thousand people, and I'm like, how do you do how it? Do like, do it? how do you do it? Especially with these people like you, like I was, I felt so happy when I, years ago, when I took off, I deleted Facebook. Yeah. I see people on Facebook now and I'm like, you've got 800 friends. And I'm like, how do you like, I, Twitter and Facebook, I'm not on. Um, Twitter, and I'm happy I'm not on Twitter because I feel like in some ways it's a lot dangerous than Instagram because people, because you just type, you don't need to post a picture, you just type. Yeah. And put it out. Well, Twitter is really bad because um, it feeds on like anger. Like, it feeds on, like, bad news and stuff. And everybody, like, we hate it, but we get really drawn yeah. in if, like, something bad is happening. What is it, though? Like, what is it that happens to you where you become that person who you feel really struggling about something and you just start typing a tweet on your phone to it's, put it out? Well, I don't think it's that. Because that's, in no way, shape, or form is that me. Like, I think about, I think about the times I do, like, go on these you know, long streams of on Twitter and Instagram and I see people's comments because every now and then I like to go do that mm. just to see what people are saying. And I might see someone say something and I'm like, that's super funny or that's really dumb. Like, how can this person think like that? But not at all do I become... At, like, it doesn't at all for a second but I think in my head, let me type to let this person know that. Yeah, how I feel. Like, yeah. I, I don't I don't get... Like, I'm trying to... I tried to put my finger on what is it about... Yeah. Why people do it, but I think there could be many reasons. I think one of the big ones is like one thing that social media has done, I think, is made us think we need to share a lot more than we do. I feel like we feel like we need to share like a lot more. If you use Twitter more regularly, you start to think that just sharing your your almost every thought is just mm. like a normal thing. It's like, oh that thing happened, I have to say something about it. I remember I was like that, but when I was like a kid. And I'm so thankful that I've been able to deactivate all my old Facebook accounts. Because <laughs> the, the status is I used to follow Facebook when I was like, yes, seven, you're eight, you're nine. Oh my gosh. Like, I remember one, I remember like a, few, a couple of years ago when I did go back through them. I had like two Facebook accounts and I had one Twitter account, but I didn't really use a Twitter account. Yeah. But the ones on Facebook, like the status is when I would go through back, when I go back through them. I'm like, oh my gosh, thank God I found these passwords and I deleted the activities accounts. For real. Because I would, I would have like posted dumb stuff. Loki, man, I wish like, I wish I could just go back to just <laughs> look and scroll through my feed and like see everyone post from like year nine, year 10 Facebook. So that was, that was, you'd have such a good time just scrolling. It would be that. funny, but <laughs> I don't know, maybe it's me, but the things I posted, I'm like, I thank God that I've deleted them all yeah. and removed them all because. When I was reading the back now, I understand when you hear people who like celebrities now when they get pulled up a tweet from 2012 and that happens. I, when I see my, when I saw my old Facebook status, I said, okay, I understand now. Yeah, I, I understand now. Because some of them borderline were, borderline were racist. <laughs> they were borderline, not a build, they were super offensive, some of them. Some of them were just random. I told a story about a cat once. <laughs> I don't know why I told the story, and at the end of the story, the cat died. <laughs> and I was just like... Oh, man, that's great. And I was reading this, like, this was a couple years ago, I went back through it. And I was just like, 
I don't think I don't know what cat this was as well because <laughs> I've never had it. I've never. <laughs> that generally, you were sort of passionate about generally, cat I was reading this back a couple of years ago, thinking, what cat was Where this? Because yeah. I don't have it. I've never had a cat. I don't. I've never been mad close to a family who's had a cat. I was like, what cat am I talking about? And I was just like, thank God, I bet this that whole thing of you know feeling like you need to share, share and people want to see this. Thank yeah. God, I passed that. That's safe. Yeah, some people don't pass that, man. Some people don't pass that. 